Hi, I'm Melody. And I'm Candy. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. So on this episode of Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises, something kind of special, because our guest today, so to speak, is your husband, Candy Jake. Yes, my hubby, Jake, he was able to speak in church over last weekend and just shared the importance of discipling and passing out tracts to those and planting seeds. And I've been so proud of my hubby. He has really grown leaps and bounds uh, within the last year, God's just really moving on him. And really, God has been putting a burden on his heart for the lost. And I've known Jake for a long time when you were dating him up until now. And I've just seen such a huge progression in a good way for him. And I even text him after hearing what you're getting ready to hear and said, I'm just so proud of you because he uh, really does have a heart to win people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's not only doing it, he's doing it even though sometimes he doesn't want to do it. And he's very honest about that. He says, hey, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Even went so far to eat lunch really slow, hoping the person that God was laying Mm -hmm. on his heart would go away before he could finish his lunch. And he's honest about it. And we've all had those situations. Here's Jake in his words talking about what God has been doing in his life lately. I want to invite uh, one of our members, Jacob Payne, to come on up this morning. He's one of the few people in the church that's as tall as me. And uh, uh, Jacob is, uh, he and his family have been here at uh, First Summerfield now for uh, a little while and have been members, very active. He is in a discipleship group that uh, I meet with weekly. And uh, it is such a joy to see how God has been working uh, in Jacob's life. And uh, he is just as he shared with me uh, this morning we were talking and he said pastor God just over the last year has really given me uh, a burden for the lost you know that's what we've been praying for that the Lord would give all of us a burden for our lost friends and family and uh, and co-workers and one thing that I have observed with Jacob uh, over the last several months is he is a faithful uh, user of our tool of tracks that we have and so I've asked Jacob this morning morning. Uh, he's got one right there. And now uh, you can't use them if you don't have them with you. And, uh, and so uh, Jacob has so many stories that he has shared with me. And uh, Jake, I've asked you this morning um, to share with us, you know, what I'm going to call a, a good positive experience using tracks. And then uh, have you had any not so good experiences with tracks. I think we all have. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, share with us a couple uh, stories of how God's been able to, to work through that in your life. Well, I first would just like to say that it's such an honor to have Pastor Kelly ask me to come up here and you know speak a little bit on how the Lord's been using me for the last year. Um, it really has just flabbergasted me that he would use somebody like me to spread the gospel. I, you can ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe he would, he would put me in situations that he's putting me in today. Um, a little history, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. You know, I've always been raised very strict Christian, right? But, uh, you know, sometimes I think when, when we're raised in it, you almost take it for granted sometimes and you don't realize, hey, this is truth. The Bible is truth and we should take it to heart. And, and you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. I mean, that's the bottom line. And, and I think so often growing up in school, I, I never really took to heart how much the Bible harps on 
reaching people to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, we were taught it in school. We were taught it in Sunday school church. But, you know, teenagers, you sit in the back and you just kind of like, all right, I hear one ear right out the other. (laughs) But for the last year, God has burdened me so much and given me such a a passion. I don't know where it comes from, so I know it's the Holy Spirit because it certainly isn't me. And it's put, it's put me in situations that I would have never thought I'd be in um, in order to share the word. Sometimes it scares me. I don't know what the Lord's up to. Uh, I've, I've told Brother Kelly that. Um, he's made some comments. and I'm like, don't say that. But, you know, I just want to do what's right. And I just want to follow his will. And he's really just been convicting me a lot. But one of the good positive um, times that I can think of, which wasn't too long ago, um, I was eating some junk food at Sheets, <laughs> and I was sitting in the, sitting in the parking lot, and I, I was in my, my work truck, and I thought, I saw this guy sitting, you know, they got the little chairs, little benches out front. Well, he was just sitting there. He wasn't eating anything, didn't have any drinks, no snacks, and I felt, I felt it. Go talk to him. Go see if you can help him. And, you know, then I started negotiating with myself. All right. Lord, if he's still sitting there by the time I finish this sandwich. All right, I want to pause right there. Has any, come on now, (laughs) confession time. How many of you have had that conversation with God? I have plenty of times. Okay, we're all with you. So needless to say, I eat my sandwich slow. (laughs) And... uh, he still sat there, and uh, so I finished everything, even finished my drink. He's still sitting there, hasn't, hasn't budged an inch. I said, all right. So I reached for it. I opened my door. I got on out, and I walked up to him, and I said, sir, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to come talk to you. And he said, well, brother, it's funny because I was just praying that somebody would talk and help me today. And needless to say, he was a homeless guy, you know, and uh, we got to talking. He was currently living under a bridge right there near. Um, He had just convinced his sister to allow him to move in up the road, you know, and he had got a job and well, he got terminated because he didn't have a car. And we just got into a long conversation of things and um so because he got terminated not having a car, I said, well, don't give up. I said, I felt like God wanted me to come talk to you today. I said, let's see if we can, can figure this out together. I said, uh, let me help you find another job. Somewhere close where you can walk to work until you can get enough money to, to get you a car, finance, whatever. Let's get, help you get back on your feet. And uh, I was able to share the gospel with him. And, and, and you know, because he said, why are you doing this for me? And I said, it ain't me. I didn't want to. (laughs) This is Jesus telling me to come and and speak to you and share the love of Christ with you. I said, I want to help you get a job, get back on your feet. I said, as a matter of fact, and and this is something else I've been convicted about doing. I I keep Bibles in my truck and different things. I'm always giving out Bibles or uh, God's promises and answers books to people. I try to sign it, make it personal, put their name in it. Because I feel like if, if hopefully if I write their name in it, maybe they won't throw it away as quickly. But um, I gave them a Bible, I gave them a promise book. 
and uh, gave him a track. And um, I even gave him a ride back to his sister's house, you know, where I helped him. Uh, we went through, I got him set up with three interviews that evening, and he got a job the very next day. And we're still texting. I gave him my cell phone number, and I said, look, I said, here's my cell phone. I said, I want you to text me any time that you need me, or if you need counsel, or if you need to just talk to somebody about, you know, the Word of God, that kind of thing. And um, so he's still working. He's still texting me routinely, checking in. And uh, he thanked me um, about a week after that and just said, thank you so much for helping me get a job, for showing me care, showing me love, the love of Christ. And um, he said, I I've been reading the book you gave me, the Bible. I've been reading it. I said, keep on, keep on reading it. And, uh, but you know, that, that, that's an example of a good witnessing opportunity. Now there are the bad ones. Um, we've, I've got one in particular. Um, I'm going to say the other one too real quick. I'll be fast on it. So you got to be fast. Yeah. So has anybody ever witnessed to somebody that is agnostic? I know you have. It is just about as exhausting as a Jehovah Witness. Um, that went nowhere. Um, and, and a lot of times when we're talking to people, you get down on yourself and you're like, I'm, this, I'm done with this. I can't do it. Or I'm not brave enough. I don't have the courage, you know. And you just have to fight through it. And, and the Bible tells you to do it. Just like one of our memory verses was in Matthew. Uh, Go to all the nations, making disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to go out and make disciples of all the nations. And, and that's a lot about what God was convicting me about, too, was, hey, yeah, you, you read the Bible. You know some of the Word, but you're not doing my commands. You're not being obedient. You're not using your ability to go and speak to people and to witness to people, not just in the church, but outside the church, um, they're the ones that need us. But um, so, Jake, tell us about. All right, sorry. I told you you got to just uh, kick me every now and then to get me back. We on have track. a good relationship, so I can. Do right. <laughs> uh, tell us about the um, uh, your your work and the uh, opportunity you did have with the Jehovah Witness. So quickly, I was at a house. It was a customer's house, and and I'm walking around doing the inspection, and the customer wanted to walk around with me, which is totally fine. I love conversation except for the fact that she was trying to indoctrinate me in her books. And um, it was the was a New, New World Translation. So that is Jehovah Witness. And uh, I thought, okay, Lord, help me with this. So we're going around the house, and she's just going off on everything. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to let the Lord lead. I'm going to listen. Just let her get it out before I hit her with it. And at, at, by the time I made my, my loop to the end of the house, she said, I've got a sneaky suspicion you're a Baptist. <laughs> I said, well, at least you're right about one thing. <laughs> and I was able to start talking to her. And, and we started having some, some conversation. And, and it's tough. It ain't easy when somebody is so indoctrinated with something to try to convert 
Um, but I did the very best I could. I said, Lord, help me. Give me strength. And you gave uh, her two things also, didn't you? Yeah. I gave her some more truth. And, uh, and then she had mentioned to me while we were speaking, because I, I kept trying to show her the, uh, the negative stuff in her book that she was reading, you know, because they love to say, oh, well, it's your Bible. It's, it's what you're reading. No, it's not. It looks very similar, but I said, most of the words in here about the Holy Trinity have been crossed out and replaced. I said, can I get you a real, a real Bible? And she said, this is a real Bible. I said, no, I'm going to get you a real Bible that shows you the actual God's truth. And uh, she said, actually, I would love to have one because I'm trying to figure out where you're getting this scripture you're telling me because it's not matching up to what I know. I said, tell you what, give me 10 minutes. I'm going to run to the house real quick. I've got more Bibles. I'm going to come back and I'll bring you one. So I personalized it, put her name in it, put my name in it, went back, gave her that. Well, it, I, I thought maybe I, I planted the seed. Let's put it that way. Because come to find out, it wasn't what Candy, two weeks after that, all of a sudden I look over and I tell Candy, I'm like, she's texting me again. And it wasn't just her. She was in a kingdom hall setting and it was the whole high tower or whatever you call them. I mean, they were after me because I tried to take one of theirs. And I was combating probably six different people through text. And for what I did, I said, Lord, help me. I know I'm bold, but make me bold in the right way that you want me to be. And I, for every verse they sent me, I would send them at least four. So, and I just kept doing that. Eventually they quit. They gave up and they quit. Have not heard from them since. So that, that's an example of sowing a seed, but you did the best you could. You did. You were obedient. You know, you did what we are commanded to do. Um, but it always doesn't fan out quite like you would expect yeah. sometimes. But You know, when I hear those stories, like you said, you know, several things that just some application for us. One is just a willingness to be open and obedient. You know, God doesn't call us to know all the answers and have answers to all the questions. Uh, he just calls us to be faithful with what we do know. And you know, the Bible also tells us that God's word never returns void. And, and just giving it to someone. And how huge is it for a Jehovah Witness to one, take a copy of our scriptures but then to agree to read it, and then to continue engaging with us. And so you just want to encourage you this morning, wherever you are, you say, man, God, you know, God doesn't do things like that in my life. Well, here's what I know. He wants to. He wants to. The question is, are we open to see them? You know, as I was thinking about that story with Jacob, you know, that day he had a choice. He was on his job. He was working. He could have easily just walked on around the house, did his job, and got out. But God placed somebody in his path. And guess what? This week, God's going to place somebody in your path that needs to hear your story and needs to hear the truth of the gospel. And, and just maybe you have an opportunity to just hand them a, a Steps to Peace with God track like Jake has, uh, and that's all you can do. Maybe you have an opportunity to read it with them, um, but God wants you to be faithful. Uh, this morning, I want to pray for, for Jacob for an opportunity that he has. Some of you may know this. Jake is in, uh, in a Bible 
bike club, not like a bicycle club. Can you see that? Um, he's at a bike club like uh, motorcycles. Some of you guys are. And, uh, and you know, and, and it's interesting. This is really funny. Y'all ready for this? His, uh, his name in his bike club, tell him what your name is. Preacher. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? It's Preacher. He's got it on the back of his vest and everything. Yeah, you clap for that. That's right. And uh, uh, next week, Jake is taking 30 bikers from his club that have agreed to go uh, to the biker church over in Asheboro, a conservative evangelical Bible-believing church where uh, they're comfortable. They're going to hear the story. One of them is involved in, uh, what is she involved in? She's paganist. She's a self-identified paganist that has agreed to go. Uh, And so I want to ask you to join me this morning. And as we pray uh, for Jake next week as he goes and uh, uh, just commission him because as he takes them and goes, that's just as important as the missionary going to Sudan or anywhere else because lostness is lostness. Um, so let's pray together. God, we thank you for this opportunity this morning. We thank you for Jake sharing his story with us. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the opportunities that you've placed in front of him, but that you give to each of us. Lord, would you give us all the boldness and the courage to just be obedient where you've placed us, God, in our workplace, in our families, our friends, the people that you've, that you've already placed in our circle of influence that need to know Jesus. Father, I pray for this opportunity that he has next week as he takes these bikers and they go to the biker church. God, I pray for that pastor there as he will preach the word next week. I pray that he would preach it with clarity and with boldness. And God, would your spirit work in the life uh, of these bikers many of whom are lost and don't know Christ. Lord, I pray for this uh, lady who's uh, self-identified as a a paganist and God who's far from you. But God, we know that she is within the reach of your love and your grace and your forgiveness. And so God, would you do a great work of salvation among that group? Lord, would you take uh, Jake and all of us? God, may we be found faithful and obedient uh, as we follow after you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So again, I'm just so proud of him for what he is doing. He keeps tracks in his pocket all the time. He has them ready and available because, Candy, God does place people in our lives. Mm -hmm. I took a Bible study uh, years ago. I've actually taught it and taken it called Experiencing God with Henry and Richard Blackaby. And one of the things he says is God is at work all around us all the time. We just miss it. Mm -hmm. Most of the time we miss it because we're just so busy doing our stuff. Or we have our noses stuck in our phones. Yes, Mm -hmm. we're just doing our stuff and we can't see who God has put before us. And that could be in a variety of places. It could be at your work. It could be at the bank. It could be at the grocery store. It could be at the gas station. In Jake's case, he was at a Sheets eating junk food, which was his lunch. And this guy's right across from him. And God says, that's who I want you to go talk to. That's right. No, I'm going to eat this sandwich a little slower. Mm -hmm. Still there. (laughs) Still there. And uh, that guy was, what, what did he say? What did the guy say? He said, I was praying that somebody would come talk to me. So what if he had not? What an opportunity that Jake would have missed Mm -hmm. had he not obeyed God. And it's not a question. God's not asking us to do this. It's a command. It is go ye therefore. Yes. Not just when you feel like it. All around us each and every day. And one last thing. It's not our job to save people. No. It is the Holy Spirit's job to save people. We plant the seed. The Holy Spirit 
Spirit does the work. And that takes a burden, doesn't it, all It really of us? does. The pressure, when you realize that, planting a seed could look like going to your neighbor's house and making them cookies mm-hmm. or taking an elderly person. To the doctor. Yes. Because they don't have a ride. It, and you can share your story about Jesus. You don't have to do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. And it should be easy to us to just tell people what Jesus has done for us. That's all we really need That's to right. do. We don't have to have a PhD in mm-hmm. theology to just share with people, this is what Jesus has done for me. This is how he has been faithful in my life. This is how he has never left me. Just share that with people and then let the Holy Spirit take that and do with it as he will. So thank you, Jake, for sharing your story with us. And uh, again, he's just a cutie pie. He is. I love him. Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Candy and Melody. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org. Try Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect a laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today. Get quick encouragement on the go with your encouraging five-minute podcast. It's a weekly dose of encouragement to start your week off right. Search your encouraging five-minute podcast today. Navigating life as a mom or a dad in a blended family can be a real challenge. But working together with God's help, there are strategies that work and ideas to cope. Blended is a podcast hosted by dad and pastor, Derek Withrow, designed as real help for the 40% of families with kids from a previous marriage. Make it your next download on Apple, Google, or wherever you listen.